This is the Student Leadership News Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Student Leadership News Podcast. My name is Andy, and joining me is Caleb. Caleb, how are you going? Happy birthday, Andy. 80, 80 episodes today, my friend. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, that's, that's a happy birthday. Um, I did know this is the 80th episode of the Student Leadership News Podcast. Some people start a podcast and they only do 1, 2, 10, but we have persevered to number 80. Um, whenever there is news going on in schools, we are going to report it. We want to talk about it and we're up to episode number 80. Why is it a birthday though? Uh, I don't know. I just felt like 80 was a, you know, like 60, 70, they're kind of numbers, whatever. 80 feels moderately significant. Ah, just a, a feeling that you had there or you just, uh, you yeah, got an actual yeah. reason? Yeah, no, no, just because just of 80. But uh, uh, to be fair, it's not really a birthday, is it? Because it's not like an annual thing. It's just that we got to 80 and well, we do, we, what do we, we've done two podcasts a week for a while. We went back to fortnightly. Now we're weekly, you and Ronan hanging out the other week. I'm glad that you clarified when you said, like you said, happy birthday, Andy, and then you went, it's the 80th episode that clarifies as a, as a birthday because when you said happy birthday, Andy, I almost responded with no need, um, which is a <laughs> uh, reference to a, another probably uh, more famous podcast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you clarified. It wasn't about that. It was uh, happy 80th episode to the Student Leadership <laughs> News podcast. Yeah, that's more like it. And uh, just just a quick note as well. I um I loved your episode last week with Ronan talking about how to work with businesses um to, mm-hmm. to fundraise. Mm-hmm. Great ideas there that you guys went through. Um, I took some inspiration from that for sure. So thanks for delivering that. But as you said, um, it's it's our week, Andy. It's the week where I join you and we go through the latest in the news across the nation and the world, um, as far as what student leaders are up to. But first of all, I think you've got a bit of a challenge for me. I do, I do. We um, last week you put the challenge out to me. Guess the leader. Um, I was fairly confident, and I was fairly um, sure that I knew the leader very early on. I think you were kind to me. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, I, I waited a little bit because you did say that if I guess and get it wrong, then I'm out, and I don't That's get right, to, one guess. to play on. And I'm going to throw the challenge to you. Guess the leader. I'm going to. It's almost like a, uh, a who am I. I'll list out yep. some uh, facts about this person and you have to try and guess it. For those who are listening, you've got to try and beat Caleb um, by guessing this person. You only get one guess as well, but we'll see how you go. Are you ready? I'm ready. And to be fair, just to make it fair, if you are listening at home competing with me today, you can't just lock it in in your mind. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast with friends, you've got to say out loud who it is that you're locking in. If you're not listening to it with friends, but there's someone nearby, just tell a stranger who you think it is. Yeah. Um, just just <laughs> as an accountability system. That'd be great just to make sure it's fair. Because otherwise I'm going to have people around the country saying, ha, got it. But they never actually locked it in out loud like I have to. You're walking along, walking along the street, listening, get the headphones in, listening to the Student Leadership News podcast. You're playing Guess the Leader. All of a sudden you know who it is. You see a random person. You're like, I know who it is. And you go, to them and you've got to tell them and you have to make conversation with them until you find out what the actual answer is perfect bring them in on the journey that's leadership right there okay let's do this okay now it's not an easy one uh well maybe not uh we'll see how we go it um you you gave me a clue last week something that uh is in my field this one 
may or may not be <laughs> in your field. We'll see how oh, we go. Oh, man, this is, this is tough. This is tough. I thought you'd do me a favor. Okay, here we go. Okay. I was born on October 1, 1935 in Walton-on-Thames. Do you know where that is? 1935, well, on the Thames, is that like in London, on the River Thames? It's uh, in uh, Surrey, in England. Surrey, in England. Okay. 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 1935 is four years before World War II. This person wasn't alive. Okay, yeah. But they're going to be very young during World War II. So I was thinking of a World War II hero, but it's probably not going to be that. Okay, so uh, good, good. That's what you're thinking. Okay, I'm going to help you out with uh, my next clue. We'll move. So give you a context of where to go. I have okay. won an Academy Award. Oh, okay. A BAFTA. Five Golden Globes. Three oh, Grammys. Two Emmys. The AFI Life Achievement Award. The Screen Actors Guild Life Achievement Award. The Kennedy Center Honors Award. And... The Disney Legends Award. Oh my goodness! Accomplished on screen. This is insane. This is insane. I've heard James Corden gag about Baftas before, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's got all of those other awards. So I'm not going to lock that in yet. Okay. Um, okay. But I know he's been nominated and and won a Bafta before. So, but I don't think he would be on. Anyways, I don't think he'd have a Disney one. But I need more. I'm not going to lock in anything yet. Okay. Okay. James Corden. Uh, remember, born 1935. Yeah, he's, he's probably a little too young for that one. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I, appeared, I appeared in the West End in 1948 and I made my Broadway debut in 1954. Okay. Okay, it doesn't help. I'm trying to do the math on 65 plus 20. You're 85 this year. Okay, so that one didn't help. We'll go to the next one. Uh, I'll give you dates. I'll give you dates. Um, so from 2004... To 2018, um, I was a, a voice in uh, Despicable Me and the Shrek movies. Oh, it's not Eddie Murphy because he's he's not that. Who? Okay, uh, so it's going to be an older character. I don't think I know gender yet either, do I? I don't know whether oh, I'm working with a guy or a good, a good, girl, good. No, you don't. You don't. Okay, here's one for you. I'm noted for my crystalline four-octave voice and my charm and skill as an actress. Four-octave voice. Did I yeah. hear that correctly? Yes, that, you did. I don't even know how... That's a lot of notes, and it's an actress. Crystalline four-octave voice. Crystalline. What does crystalline mean? I need to, I need to bring that into my everyday vocabulary. I don't think I've used the word crystalline very often before. I'm not sure. Maybe just smooth. <laughs> smooth. Very per- Like perfect. I'm thinking it's like yeah. a synonym for perfect. I'm going yeah. to say crystalline. And- okay. Okay. Uh, Shrek, Despicable Me, female, 85 this year. Yeah. Oh, been in musicals because we were in the West End. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I can only think of fictional characters. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. Okay. I have okay, okay. I've published a children's storybook with my daughter. And in 2000, I was on the honour list and I was made a Dame Commander of the Order of the British Empire. Wow. Significantly accomplished. Uh, I can't think of any names still. Oh, okay. 
You got more for me? I'm worried. I'm worried I'm not going to have a decent I do. I have one more. This one's the giveaway. So this is the last one. Hopefully, maybe people have got... I did say it was a difficult one, but, you know, if you're thinking along that era and, you know, you're almost there in terms of, like, uh, an actress who's in musicals and, um, you know... um, Crystalline voice. Crystalline voice. Four octave. Um, (laughs) She is most known... For her uh, role in in The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins. Oh, that's good, but I can't name the name. I can picture the face, but I can't name the name. If you're at home right now and you just shouted the name at a stranger, congratulations to you because you win by default. I can't think of the name. Help oh, me out here. no. What's my name? Your name is Andy. What, what, what's my name in, like, full... As in Andrew. Not Andrew, yeah. What's my on, Andrea? No. Andrew. Andrew. If you added the sil- if you added the syllable of my last name, Andrews. Yeah, that's my second name. Peggy Andrews. No, I don't. I don't know the. I actually don't know the name. I just know Mary Poppins. I couldn't tell you the actress. You're teaching me something today. I just thought Mary Poppins was a real person. I didn't know. <laughs> with with the last name. Andrews and a first name beginning with J. I am Jane Andrews. Oh no, I'm not Jane Andrews. <laughs> I am Julie Andrews. Very good, very good. I'm googling a face because I need to associate the face of Julie Andrews, not dressed in the Mary Poppins outfit. Julie Andrews. So that I'll get that next time. Very good. Very An actress, good. a singer of our times. A shame that you didn't know who that was, but um, she was fantastic. Yeah, Obviously, got all those awards. The, the Princess Diaries. Led the way. The Princess yep. Diaries is another one. Oh, I like, sorry. I like Should I have thrown that one in? Well, no, I still wouldn't have been able to name the name. Um, I just would have had the face a bit earlier, maybe. <laughs> I thought, I thought, you know, Sound of Music, Mary Poppins, I thought that would have given it to you. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, uh, we missed out. There's a leader um, throughout history, Julie Andrews. Um, fantastic. Did some great things. Quick quote from Julie Andrews. That's just popped up when I Googled the face. Perseverance is failing 19 times and succeeding the 20th. There you go. There you go. Does she say what that's in reference to? Uh, No, it just says quotes. I didn't know Google gave you quotes. Sometimes I'm so sweet, even I can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a good quote for you. Okay, well, well done to you if you're at home. Uh, If you're a stranger who's just joined in the podcast because someone yelled Julie Andrews at you, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. Um, But but other than that, Andy... I I am listening. I'm just now sharing the headphone of some random guy. That's right. That's right. Um, What what, what have we got next, Andy? We're going to move on to... I'm going to bring a guest leader next week. Okay, fantastic. Yep, we are going to get into the next uh, segment, our top three stories of the week. Three, two, one. Top three. Okay, jumping across to Western Australia first for this top three segment, Andy. Somewhere that you and I like to visit, um, Busso, Bustleton, close to our hearts. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, we went over to uh, Bustleton and competed in the um, Western Australia Half Ironman. Um, it was a... Yep. 
good time for some, a tough time for others. <laughs> and we won't go into any further. It was a tough day out for all, but yeah, some, some came away a little happier than others. But no, uh, this time I'm not going to a half Ironman event. I'm going to Bustleton Senior High School, yeah. um, specifically to the student council members. Uh, there, is, there is an initiative that these guys have taken that is really quite substantial. It's a great idea here um, that's had some longevity. So over in Kenya... Um, there are schools known as Tenderfeet, Tenderfeet schools. And the students at this school heard about a particular um, Tenderfeet school, which is in Africa's biggest slum, right? Yeah. So really tough living conditions. Um, Kibera or Kibera um, is, is the name of this place. And basically the, the, the guys at this school have a real focus on making sure all of the students that come through, led by the student council members, are aware of their role as parts of a global community. So they really want to take the time to not just think about what's going on in Bustleton, not what's going on in WA, not what's just going on in Australia. Um, so each year they do this thing they call Walk with Tender Feet. So it's a clever little play on words there with the name of the school. Yep. And they do a, a fairly significant outdoor walk. Um, all the students do it together. And they use it as a way um, to get funds raised um, to support this school. But more than just the funds raised, you guys talk about fundraising enough last week. I want to I make a different point. Um, I love that these students took the time to really think of something um, that, that would you know, kind of strike a chord, maybe in a more significant way than just a fundraiser you kind of forget the next week. Because yeah. as, well as, this, as well as this walk, they do a whole week of activities and classes which cover the different United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So things like human well-being, poverty, malnutrition, access to clean water, education, gender equality issues, right? So the fact that these students take the time to really dig into these really um, kind of global topics and issues, like really, great idea. Um, to set aside a whole week to really inspire students around these things to be thinking about their role as global citizens, absolutely. Uh, and the walk with the, the walk with tender feet—just a great idea to cap it all off. Over six years now, they've raised more than twenty-six thousand dollars. So, uh, not only a lot of students being inspired to think bigger than just themselves, but they're having a significant impact um, on that school with those kinds of fundraised as well, no doubt. Um, quote from the vice captain at Bustleton Senior High School: He says, "We are incredibly proud to have supported hundreds." of the most vulnerable children on the planet to get an education, which is the only way out of absolute poverty. You can see there a, uh, a gentleman who's got an awareness of his role as a global citizen for sure. So well done to those students. Great idea there. Thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah, looking outside of their own uh, environment and having that focus uh, globally, just fantastic. Okay, we're going to skip away from Bustleton. We are going to head over the Nullarbor. We're going to land in New South Wales. Dapto Public School. Um, Shout out to Dapto. They are doing some fantastic things. When we look back at uh, 2020, Caleb, we're going to talk about one thing in particular. When someone says 2020, um, you're not going to have to have a a conversation without referring to the coronavirus, COVID-19, the impact that that has had, um, the restrictions that are involved. And it would be Mm. easy for schools like Dapto Public School to go, ah, you know what, we, we normally do an event, but uh, coronavirus cancelled it, so we're not going to do it. But DAPDO no, Public School right. didn't do that. They, they run a, an annual uh, art gallery, and uh, so the students from uh, kindergarten to year six, they um, do artworks at school, paint away, and they normally 
put them up in the hall, have this art gallery. People can come in and look around and judge the the paintings, the pictures that people have done. And, um, you know, it's a great time for the students. They, you know, they've been doing it since they were in kindergarten all the way up until year six. They get excited about it. That's cool. And they thought, well, we can't do it this year. What do we do? We give up. And they're like, no. Can't have visitors on site. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we can't have visitors on site. So what do we do? Well, they've got around the the boundary of their um, school is a large fence. And what they had organized is a walk around gallery. So they've hung up all the artworks. They called it uh, Mona Lisa Reimagined. Right. Uh-huh. So rather than, uh, so that was kind of the theme. So you kind of like paint the, supposed to paint the Mona Lisa, um, but reimagined. And so um, up on Student Leadership News website, there's a, a picture of someone who's drawn the Mona Lisa, um, their interpretation of the Mona Lisa. She's wearing a mask. Um, she's got a, a, uh, a, a, a drip that's uh, coming out. And they've got like all these little COVID viruses like um, that are just around, oh, yeah, I can the, picture around it. the image. Yeah, the and little so, graphic that comes up on everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. That's what this one's uh, drawn. And a number of different other ones. Mona Lisa reimagined. That was the theme. So they put up all these um, pictures that are paintings that the students had developed around the outside of the school. And then they uh, encourage the community, okay, you can't come into the school. Why not go for a walk around the outside of the, um, the school grounds? Uh, daylight savings, great time of year to go out you know, yeah. after work or whatever. Go and have a little wander around. Take the dog for a walk, uh, bike ride yes. with the family uh, and check out these paintings. And not only did they have that, they wanted to keep the, the idea of a um, competition. So they were figuring out, okay, how do, we, how do we get people to vote on this? And so they got a QR code that is uh-huh. attached to each of the paintings that people who uh, are walking around go, you know, I like this one, scan the QR code and, uh, and vote away for that, for that painting. So um, just something fantastic, an event, an idea that this school had. They didn't want to stop it because of COVID-19 restrictions, but they um, put it up a different way, different way of thinking, and it has made the top three of this week for the Student Leadership News podcast. Yeah, cool. Cool. Good idea. I like that because it would be so easy to put something like that in the too hard basket this year. But uh, yep. not only have they come up with a good solution, I think that might actually be a solution that gets talked about in future years as something maybe even better than the original idea. The whole QR code, getting yeah. all of the community involved, going for a walk during Dallas. That's, a, that's fantastic thinking from the students there. Nice work. Um, I'm going to stick in New South Wales for the last of our top three, Andy, um, but I'm going to cheat a little bit. I want to give a shout out to three particular schools, Bonnet Bay Public School, McDonald Valley Public School and Briar Road Public School. This one's very recent. You and I are recording this. Uh, it's Wednesday, the 10th of November. So, Sorry, it's Tuesday, the 10th of November. We are smack bang in the middle of NADOC Week 2020. Yep. Uh, if you're listening and you have been involved in NADOC Week in the past, you might say, hang on a second, back it up. For I thought, I thought NADOC Week was in July. Well, things had to get postponed this year, as, uh, as many things have been changed slightly uh and so nadoc week is on right now um so it was cool to see what some students are doing this week to get involved the three schools that i shouted out just then um have all gotten involved in a particular video that's been put together and they've all memorized the local acknowledgement of country um and acknowledgement of the original custodians and elders of the of the land on which their school um is set and they've recited it all together and then some of the students have even learned a traditional aboriginal song and dance and they're playing the instruments and it's all been filmed and edited together into this fantastic 
video. That's just one idea um, that's come out of NADOC week so far, Andy, but I had to include it in the top three, partially because I wanted to celebrate what these students have done already, but also to give a shout out to any students listening. Hey, if you hear this uh, in time to get something in for NADOC week this year, um, we'd love to hear about it. So write in and tell us what you're up to, but a, a great week to get involved with remembering the importance of the original owners of the Australian land um and and the theme this year always was always will be so there's a bit of inspiration for you if you want to try and come up with an idea yeah nadoc week it's one of those things that um is is organized um nationally and everyone kind of knows about it and it's something that uh, student leaders can run events easily because people understand and know what it's about um that's right yeah often we try and reimagine oh we've got to come up with something from scratch this is a great opportunity this week to do events based on NADOC week and based on that theme um, to bring awareness and to to really have that focus and so it uh, rounds out our top three for the week um, Osserton High School, Dapdo Public School and the three schools focusing on NADOC week. Nice work there. Well, well uh, there's our top three. It's time to hear about our best leadership tip from the week and hear from a school that's inspired that as well. BLT, best leadership tip. Yes, best leadership tip where, Caleb, we wrap up the podcast by talking about a tip, something that uh, the students should focus on, can think about. And as always, we like to um, chuck a... a news article, news story in there that uh, makes us think about our best leadership tip. This story comes from um, Alice Springs School of the Air, Caleb. What a cool name. Yeah, uh, it's not um, in fighter jets over Alice Springs (laughs) where they're doing their thing. Um, There are a number of schools of the air throughout throughout the country that connect um, students who are on remote uh, properties um, and you know, provide them with with um, fantastic schooling, and normally done over the airwaves, either yeah. via phone call or um, Zoom-like technology. Um, yeah. And they have classes. I was looking at where some of these students are from. They, these is, these guys are from between like Alice Springs and the northern border of South Australia. Like we're talking that's right. dead middle of what is a pretty significant sized country in Australia. There's some seriously remote areas there that those students are a part of. So it's pretty cool that these guys get to connect in this way. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, like we talked about using um, to run events, using um, global national themes like NADOC Week. There's also something um, that has happened recently, Book Week. And normally Book Week is celebrated by students coming in dressed as their favorite character from a book and there's normally like a big parade and they walk around the, the grounds of the school and people go, oh, look, there's Wally. I finally found him. Or, um, <laughs> you know, there's someone, there's someone else from a, from a book. And, you know, Alice Springs School of the Air, it's a little bit harder for them to all get together and dress up and, and march around, you know, and so... They thought, you know what, we can do something creative. We want to help our students to celebrate Book Week. And so rather yep. than have a, um, a, a book parade, Book Week parade, they decided that they were going to have a Book Week photo competition. Okay, okay. So they wrote out to all their students and said, look, we, we live in remote areas. We want you guys to think about the most unusual place where you could read a book 
take a photo of it and that's essentially going to be our parade. So we can put that up and people can look at it and go, oh, look at them. Look where they're, they're actually getting out and reading the book. And so there were photos from... That's a from, good challenge. Yeah, yeah. There were photos from people like just in the middle of the desert reading. They were like um, story time with farm animals. They had like a little... Uh, little calf on their lap and reading a, reading to the calf like out in the paddock. <laughs> there was one one that's one of my favourites. There's uh, one of the students on his trampoline in his backyard and they've timed it to perfection. He's got his book <laughs> and he's upside down. He's done a backflip, but he's got the book out in front of him and just holding it like perfect <laughs> position as if he's reading it upside down mid backflip. Um, so getting getting creative, getting unusual. Um, and I just thought it was a fantastic story of them. Um, which which leads us into our best leadership tip, which is play to your local strengths. Yeah, cool. So what is it? What is it that you have that you can really focus on um, and use that as a strength of yours? Often, when we travel around and we talk to um, students at events that we go to, um, they can complain about what other schools have and that they don't have, and they say, "Oh, that school's got that." So you know they've got a really big pool so they can have a fantastic swimming carnival or they've got a really big sports oval so they can um, have a fantastic book week parade. But yep. these students are like, well, we don't have those things. What do we have? Okay, let's play to our strengths. Let's use what we have, our local strengths, and make sure that we put them into, into practice. Um, you know, a- acknowledge those and celebrate those rather than comparing to what other yep. people have. Absolutely. And the way these students did that was really fantastic, right? Because they're in these remote areas. These aren't areas perhaps that most of us um, who may see these photos are super familiar with. Like one of my favorite photos from it is this young guy sitting on a sand dune, but not on a beach, in a desert, reading a book in the middle of Australia. You know, I've never seen, I've I've never been anywhere like that. It was incredible. And so these students have thought about, okay, what, what is our local strength? And as a result of this creativity, you know, this story went viral. We found it, obviously we've reported it on the web. It's been reported um, in a number of different places and news outlets as well. Um, All because they thought, hey, let's not think about what we don't have. Let's think about what we do have and how we can make the most of it. So congrats to all those students who competed in that. But yeah, special special mention to the to the desert sand dune reader. And and I like that you mentioned the backflip photo too. That one definitely caught my attention. Yeah, absolutely. So that's our best leadership tip for the week. Play to your local strengths, know what they are and uh, really focus on those. Yep. Nice one right there. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of this podcast, Andy. But as always, uh, let us know what you thought of these ideas. Send in your own ideas. And if you can take some time to rate and review the podcast, that really helps us get the word out, helps us to inspire and inform other student leaders around the country and the world. Um, And last but not least, don't forget to check out the website. There's always fun stuff going up there on studentleadership.news. If you need inspiration, that's the place to go. Ideas abounding. But Andy, are you going to be back next week with Ronan? Uh, yeah, we will be back uh, talking about the fundraising ideas um, and uh, some fantastic ideas for people to be able to put into practice. But uh, that wraps us up for episode 80. Happy birthday to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news. And stop record.